Welcome to the See Me Now podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Coleman, here with my co-host, Caitlin Birdsall. And we are joined today by Colorado Mesa University Outdoor Rec Industries Studies Program Director. That was a mouthful. Sarah Schrader, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So you are not only the Outdoor Rec uh, Program Director here at CMU, but you also own your company, uh, Bonsai Designs. And I think what's really interesting is that Outdoor Rec wasn't really thought of as... Um, a higher ed program until recently. And I know CMU was really one of the first to think of it, this industry in this kind of way. And you were the the driving force behind it. Can you talk about why this industry is so important and why it's evolved in the way that it has? Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. I love CMU and I'm so happy to be on the podcast today. So, um, yeah, I mean, the history sort of of the outdoor rec industry is in higher education is we've had a lot of uh, programs that focus on parks, rec, and tourism or public lands management or adventure education. But we haven't really had a program in the United States that focuses on the industry. And when we talk about the industry, we're talking about all the facets of the industry from product providers to service providers to, um, you know, manufacturers to outdoor educators to professional guides. You know, the profession the professions in the industry are really broad and vast. And in order to prepare students to go into that field, we really have to touch on a lot of things, including business, political science, um, social sciences, and um, environmental science. And to really sort of talk about um, those those pieces so that students can enter the workforce as skilled and talented leaders. Um, the industry part of the of this program is so important. And I mean, I think the outdoor industry is really coming into its own. I don't know if if everybody knows, but the the industry was not measured um, at all financially until 2015 when the Bureau of Economic Analysis started measuring it. And when they found out it was 2.2% of the gross domestic product of the United States and $887 billion of consumer spending a year. And when we think about those numbers um, in the United States, we're, those are really powerful numbers, and that industry really needs a skilled and talented workforce. So a couple other things about those numbers. Obviously, in Colorado, we have the numbers are higher. It looks like more of uh, 10% of our GDP in Colorado, the outdoor industry is. And and when we think about Mesa County, we're, we're talking about 11% of jobs here in Mesa County are um, outdoor industry jobs. And so that's another reason why CMU is such a great place to get uh, this degree is that we have such a great opportunity to retain that brain trust of CMU graduates and put them right into the workforce right here in, in Mesa County. Well, Sarah, if you could elaborate that 11% you mentioned with Mesa County, it's actually the first study of its kind in the entire nation. And it was done right here in Grand Junction, Colorado. CMU uh, faculty were heavily involved in, in developing that. Can you talk about what brought that on and, and why a, a, an area like ours would put money and resources and time behind that survey? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think, you know, as as when we did when they did the outdoor industry did this sort of national uh 
economic analysis of the outdoor industry, then you had a lot of states sort of popping up saying, we want to do our own economic analysis. Because I think when you start to look at data, then you can you can um, really make decisions about what's important in, in not only in education and workforce development, but also in economic development and so and conservation and stewardship. And so what we're we're talking about here in Mesa County um, you know, this study that Nathan Perry and Johnny Snyder and Tim Casey were all all commissioned to do um, was the first of its kind. There's never been a regional study of the economic impact of the outdoor recreation industry. And so one of the great things about this study is that it's it's repeatable. So other communities um, could repeat this study and, and, and prove how important the outdoor industry is for their community. But I think one of the reasons why we were sort of ripe for this study is that we have gone through a big transition here in Mesa County. Um, we have uh, traditionally been um, really dependent on extractive fossil fuels for 100 years. Um, at one point, we were the world's largest provider of uranium. Um, that was in our history. And, you know, everything from oil shale to uh, natural gas has really powered our economy. And so one of the things that's happening is sort of this transition from um, and not, you know, the, the domestic energy production will always be here and we support it. But just to offset those those boom and bust cycles is to really focus on like, how can we use the surface of the land instead of underneath the ground to um, build our wealth and build our economic uh uh, impact um, on our community. And when we think about why do people want to live here? Why do CMU students want to come here from Ohio and Arkansas and Wisconsin? Why do people want to move here from the Front Range or California or, or the Midwest? They want to be here because we have such incredible access to the outdoors. We have a, a, a really well-maintained trail system. We have access to the river. We have incredible access to uh, snow sports from Powderhorn to our beautiful Nordic trails. We have some of the best climbing in the nation. I mean, we have sort of it all, hunting, fishing, moto, and, and people want that quality of life. They want to be able to get on their bike at five o'clock and be at the trailhead at 510. And we are really lucky to have that here. And so I think when we start to really focus on why we're here and, and what we need to promote while we're here, that, that study was really important for us to look at that, da that data. So. So that's really impressive, some of those numbers that you shared, not only from the study that our own faculty were commissioned to do here regionally, but then when you talk about nationally at that 2.2% of our GDP, over $800 billion with a B dollars. But I'd like to know, maybe from your standpoint, what got you into outdoor recreation? Because those numbers are impressive. But like you said, there were not even studies conducted until 2015. And I know you've been involved in the outdoor recreation industry for a lot longer than that. So what was it that drew you to this industry? Um, I mean, I think it's funny because I was just telling my students the other day, I um, in when I was getting my undergraduate degree in public and environmental policy, I did this internship my junior year in Washington, D.C. I worked for the deputy director of the National Park Service, and I worked on one of Al Gore's reinvention labs. And um, anybody listening to this that's over 40 knows what that means. But anyway, um, we 
I, I was so, after I left that internship, I was so um, discouraged by how bureaucratic the federal government was. And I knew that I wanted to make a difference. Um, you know, I grew up outside. I spent a lot of my childhood outside, like a typical Midwestern kid in the 80s. I, you know, I took my shoes off at the beginning of the summer and didn't put them on until I went back to school and, and played outside a lot and came home when it was dark or when I got hungry. Um, but I think I just always knew I wanted to make an impact and 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 um, get more people outside. And, and it just it just it just felt like that working for the federal government wasn't the way to do that. Although now I see, think back and, and think we did some good work on that, on that project. But, um, you know, when I started my company with my brother, the idea of the company was you, if you get people in a position where they are about to zip on a zip line or they're walking over a sky bridge and they're 150 feet off the ground, their brains are engaged in a way that they're not engaged if they're just walking around on the grass. And they are appreciating um, the wild spaces that we have right here. And um, everything from forests to canyons to rivers. And I really just loved that we could get a regular person that's not some extreme athlete to a place that they never thought they could be. And, and um, in turn, creating some sort of stewardship effort in their mind uh, or stewardship ethic in their mind. And so I just, I, I really love that about the outdoor industry. I love that about our business. And, and, you know, after running a, a, a private sector business for 16 years, I knew I wanted to make some sort of transition and this seemed like the right place. Um, I, I think that, um, that building a new workforce with the right tools to be successful in the workforce in the outdoor industry is really critical right now. And we can see that in other programs popping up all over the country. So I, I don't know if that answered your question, but that does. And I, you know, I feel like our students are fortunate because you've been out there on the front lines for, like you said, you've had your private sector business and even before that for 16 years. So you've learned the hard lessons and I'm sure you've learned a lot of what you wish you would have known before getting into this industry and are helping to shape the program that will then have an even better um, educated workforce coming out here over the next couple of years. You know, I was reading yesterday about are we in a recession are we not in a recession mm -hmm. and then the tech industry how those jobs are just really decreasing at the moment but then people are kind of forgetting about all the hospitality jobs that are out there all of the manufacturing jobs that are out there the outdoor rec industry jobs that are out there and when i think about this program you know it started in 2020 during the pandemic and here we are you started off with 15 students now you're at a hundred. Three fourths of those students are are majors. What does that mean to you? That in just a few short years, this program has just thrived and and, and really grown. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a reflection of what's happening in the industry and how many how many people are passionate about what is happening in the industry and how many people are passionate about the outdoors. I mean, Generation Z is just such a breath of fresh air, and these students are really focused on like doing some pursuing something that they really love and are passionate about and 
Um, so when I see the program grow, I know it's because, I mean, first of all, I have an incredible group of faculty members in the in the program. I have six adjunct faculty members, and then I have a, a full-time faculty member. So the quality of education, I feel like, is really outstanding for these students. And we have these gems of people in the in the um, in the community that are willing to come and teach at CMU because they they love this program. And so I think that's part of it. But I think the other part is just the fact that the industry is growing and we need leaders. We need a diverse group of young leaders in this industry. And that's what it's that's what it's asking for. And they're getting jobs right out of the, you know, they they I had one student who graduates on Friday she starts her job on January 2nd, you know, and they couldn't wait. She, they were like, can you start earlier? And she was like, I want to take some time off <laughs> for the holidays, you know. So it's just that that kind of thing is what we're seeing. Yeah. And when you look at, I mean, community connectedness, I know mm -hmm. community health class mm -hmm. is one of those um, courses that that's in the program. And that's really a, a testament to Mesa County Public Health saying, mm -hmm. hey, we want to be involved. So it's not just the the obvious people who are coming to your class to really educate the students. It's, it's the ones who maybe you don't think about. I'm are so, also doing yeah, that. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's one of the things that makes our program so unique. I mean, this is an incredible story. When, when I first started building the program, um, Mesa County Public Health approached me and said, we want to teach a class in the program that is based on community health and outdoor recreation because we see it as such an integral part of community health here in Mesa County. And I know, and they're like, in Mesa County, that's how it is, but there's, it's also like that in other places. And so we need to be talking about this. We need to be talking um, to students about how they can en engage the entire community in uh, the outdoor recreation um, perspective. I mean, even though we have incredible access to outdoor recreation in this community, there's plenty of parts of the community that don't have the access that certain other parts do, you know, depending on where you live. And so um, I love that class. I mean, two teachers or two uh, employees from Mesa County Public Health teach co-teach that class. They teach the students how to write a grant. They, I mean, when the students are finished with that course, they have a real deep understanding of equity in outdoor recreation, of access in outdoor recreation, of the disparities of all of those topics. And it's it's fascinating. And it's it's creating students that have a much deeper and broader understanding of the outdoor recreation industry, that it's not just, oh, I'm going to go, you know, ice climbing, and that's my understanding of it. And so... That's well, that's what makes it such a gift to to be leading this program. And I love that you've talked about with this program, you know, on surface level, when people hear outdoor recreation industry studies, mm -hmm. there's probably a few maybe key positions or companies that people are thinking about. But the more we've been discussing it today, it's really this very wide breadth of what students could be doing afterwards. And it's not just seasonal work or leading trips, which are great if that's what you want to do, but there's also leadership roles and management roles that need to be filled. So could you tell us just a little bit more about what you're seeing our graduates go on to do after completing the program? Yeah, I think one misunderstanding of the outdoor rec industry is that it's somehow just like seasonal jobs that don't pay well. And, you know, we have the, after they've done multiple studies, 
we are realizing that we have just as many minimum wage jobs as the, as any other industry. So it's it's not overly proportioned minimum wage seasonal jobs. That is one section of the industry. And a lot of students want to go on and do that. They want to, you know, be a lifty in the winter and guide rafts in the summer. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're in your 20s. Live it up. That being said, there is a path um, if whether you decide to pursue uh, that sort of life for a while or you don't, there is a path. There's multiple paths towards immediately becoming sort of a more a professional management, um, uh, taking on a management position in right away. Um, we're seeing, you know, I think one of the interesting things about students who go in, pursue an outdoor degree love the outdoors. I mean, that is the common thread, right? And they often have to convince their parents, <laughs> this is what my major is going to be. It's not going to be business. And, you know, at other universities, what we're seeing is students will, there's a track, right? Outdoor education. So a student says, I love the outdoors. I want to go into outdoor education because this is the track that this university offers. Well, they get halfway through their process and they realize I don't really like kids that much. And so now they're in this process of like doing, pursuing an outdoor education field and they have to figure out how to, how, how, what to do afterwards because they don't necessarily like the profession that's bound up with that. So I think that's one of the great things about the CMU program is that you can pursue any part of the industry, public lands management, outdoor recreation manufacturing, um, outdoor industry business, um, uh, innovation, entrepreneurship, professional guiding, um, outdoor education. And the great thing about this is that I have luckily built enough connections in the industry, not just in, in Mesa County, but also in Colorado to sort of put students in those situations. So part of the program is a six credit internship, which is 270 contact hours. That's about seven weeks of full-time work. Um, and students have to pursue something they want to, they want to pursue, or they think they want to pursue. I mean, part of doing an internship in college is figuring out what you don't want to do too. Um, and so that, I think, helps students try dip their toe in the water, try it out, go work, you know, and on, um, you know, the CNC machines at a at a ski manufacturer or or go work with the OWL program and do an internship teaching kids in science classes in Gateway, you know. And so it just sort of depends on what they want to pursue. And and we're seeing students, you know, go into all different fields. And that's sort of the exciting part. I mean, I've seen I've, student, students are going into conservation and stewardship fields and working for nonprofits. Stewart, students are going into, you know, summer camp leadership roles um, and and outdoor education leadership roles. They're going into public lands management and, and outdoor industry business. So it's it's an exciting time because there's a lot of flexibility and it's not like you're just p pigeonholed into one spot. I love that. I can't wait to hear more of what our students do from this program. I think on, on the face of it, if people think, okay, this medium-sized institution in a rural area of Colorado is really leading the charge in, in this area and creating a brand new program that is unique and new but when you think about Mesa County, where we're located, over 73% of our, our land is public land. 
and a lot of other universities are now calling you, ones that are in larger cities or perhaps have that perception of, oh, of course they would have an outdoor rec program, but yet it's CMU who really created it. And now people are asking you for advice on how to, how to develop this. What, how does that make you feel and what does that mean for CMU? Well, I mean, I think it just speaks to the the level of sort of the entrepreneurship mindset at CMU in general. Um, you know, I have heard, I, I'm only two and a half years into like being in the academia profession. And I have heard stories upon stories of how uh, slow and bureaucratic academia is and what that has been the opposite of my experience here. I mean, when I sort of collaborated on this idea and brought in a bunch of professionals and and started to build it, I had nothing but support. And even when we were on this sort of fast timeline to unroll it, everyone was supportive. And so I, I think that CMU is very, very good at being nimble, at being uh, really thoughtful about responding to workforce demands. And that's what I'm seeing, you know, in the program. As far as like other programs in the country, I mean, I think everyone is just responding to the numbers. And when you look at the powerful numbers, I mean, the outdoor industry is an economic powerhouse. And unless we're feeding the industry with skilled and talented workforce, we're doing it a, dis a disservice, especially when it's, gro it's growing like crazy, when other industries are not. And so we should be really thinking about that in a, a sort of a, a really proactive perspective. So a couple things that are happening in Colorado alone, I mean, there are a bunch of new outdoor industry degrees popping up in, in undergraduate programs all over the country, a um, couple on the East Coast, a couple in the South, uh, really. And honestly, when I think about that, I think that's great. We need more. We need more um, collaboration. We need more uh, students that are graduating with this kind of knowledge. We need more in the industry because we do have such a demand. Um, and in Colorado alone, you know, DU just unrolled their new uh, outdoor industry graduate certificate that's in the Department of Business. Um, C uh, CU Boulder has a certificate program as well that has a few different tracks that's really helpful. Um, and then um, uh, uh, Western has a an MBA that focuses on the outdoor industry. And so those are really helpful. And those are, those are, you know, I'm hoping that if my students are, uh, want to pursue sort of a, an advanced degree that we can collaborate. And that's what we're sort of working on right now. Um, but those, those certificate programs and that MBA program are also good for students that didn't have the opportunity to have this degree and want to go into a sort of an outdoor industry profession. And so it's been really interesting collaborating with um, folks all over the country. And I only think it's good for the industry. And I'm just really proud of what we've built here. I mean, CMU is such a unique place because of the direct contact you have with students. I mean, it is really... You know, I have just great students and I so appreciate them and I am glad that I can have, um, you know, a mentoring relationship with these students instead of being completely 
separate from them. You know, my biggest class is 60 students. And that is, I teach that with two other professors. So, you know, there's, and really, I'm only usually teaching between 25 and 30 students at a time. And even the the advisees I have see me regularly, you know, that's, they text me, they call me. And I love that part of CMU because having my own kids, I think it's so important for them to have mentors in their lives that aren't their parents. And that is becoming more and more rare. And so I'm just really grateful to have the kind of relationships with my students. So I love that you've started to hit on, I think, where the program is going, where the future of higher education for outdoor recreation industry is going. And so our program's only been in, you know, effect for two and a half years. Mm -hmm. But what do you see is next for CMU and our outdoor recreation industry studies program? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think at some point I would love to see um, it will, I guess it just depends on how big it gets. <laughs> I mean, I love it right now. We just put our next set of changes through the Kim, the, um, curriculum management system. Um, we added this, um, public lands class that we didn't have before. And so somebody from, you know, Kelsey just said 73% public lands here in Mesa County. That means every public lands agency in the United States is represented here. So we have everything from National Park Service, U.S. Forest Service, USGS, uh, BLM. We have all of these agencies here, which means we have a great um, uh, brain trust of public lands managers here. And so we're... Next spring, we're having a public lands manager teach this class or co-teach this class. And so that's going to be really fun for the students and also really good for students. I have several students that want to go down that road. You know, they're they're really excited about public lands managing or becoming rangers or wildlife um, experts. So that's been really exciting. Um you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm really happy. We're just finishing the first semester with a full-time faculty member, and he is an outstanding resource for this community and this um, program. And so just having a person that I can work with on a regular basis, whether we're talking about students or curriculum, um, he is outstanding. And he also is the advisor of the um, academic club that my students started last year uh, called the Outsiders. And so that's been really fun, too, to watch the program grow and watch the students really take ownership of the program. But we'll see what happens. I mean, I'd love it to grow more and to continue to add more faculty that can be here full time. I mean, I think what a lot of people don't know is what an incredible amount of community members we have in this town that are very rare, like a lot of outdoor industry professionals. And I mean, that's the other great thing about my classes is I have a lot of guest speakers and guest lecturers that just having them be in contact with these students and mentor these students and be able to convey their, um, their expertise to the students is amazing because I know a lot about outdoor rec manufacturing and I know a lot about running a business, but I'm not a professional guide. And so when we have Vince Anderson and Rob Pism come in here, who are two of the most accomplished guides and professional athletes in the world, like 
they live here and they get to know these students. And so it's, we are very, very lucky. And so I'd like to just continue to build those relationships and, and build the program. So more students um, have access to it. We're running out of time. And I think we'll have to have you back on the podcast at some point, because I know you're really passionate about uh, what you do, but also opening up the outdoors for everyone and ensuring that everybody feels at home out in nature. So thank you for all that you do, Sarah Schrader. We're so happy to have you on the team. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the See Me Now podcast. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.